This episode of the A-Team is brought to you by FaceToFaceGames.com, where you can always find 99-cent shipping across Canada for Magic the Gathering card singles. A legacy deck at 400 bucks. I don't think Reed's Mono Black Pox deck is $400, okay? <laughs> I don't know, man. I got a lot of revised swamps in there. Oh, really? <laughs> That's pretty cool, then. Welcome to the A-Team Podcast, brought to you by ManaDeprived.com and 60Cards.com. Check us out. In 2010, a crack magic-playing unit was sent to prison by the DCI court for mise they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a federal pound-me-in-the-ass prison to the Canadian underground. Today, still wanted by Wizards of the Coast, they survive as podcasters of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can listen to The A-Team. I don't know about you guys, or I'm just mind-tricking myself constantly. <laughs> Jay Bush. They're of a different culture, KYT. They prefer their magic untainted by the internet. Scotty. Then you just pull the fucking mind slaver and you just dome them with their own dude. That's entertainment. And now, the A-Team. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 63 of the A-Team Podcast. This is KYT with Jay and Scott. How's it going, fellas? Awesome as always. Thank you very much. <laughs> Jay? It's pretty good. <laughs> um, first of all, I want to thank all the feedback that we've had for the past two episodes. It's been, it's been fantastic. I mean, and we've had good guests along the way. And uh, tonight we also have a special guest. And hopefully this time Jay has heard of this guy. <laughs> he must have. Jay, <laughs> I've only I've only heard of him from Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> Scotty like is like a mega barnacle for this guy. <laughs> Scott, do the honors. Sure. So uh, you guys may know our our guest, uh, you know, as the next in line for the uh, awesome and prestigious awards that that come in uh, from the Magic community. Uh, our Magic Online Championship Series champion, Magic Online champion, our Player of the Year, Reed Duke. Welcome to the show, sir. Hey guys, thanks for having me, and thanks for the introduction. <laughs> you got it. Sounds like just a really deep voiced KYT. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so Reed is um, Reed is a well known Moto grinder, um, extremely. Uh, extremely successful on that circuit. Uh, recently has been transitioning into uh, paper, and uh, Flores has uh, had a lot of... You were at the TCG um, final, right? The, the the championship event over there, and I think that's where you know it first really struck me um, hearing about you actually slinging cardboard uh, as opposed to just uh, clicking on the mouse. So uh, he had nothing but amazing things to say uh, about you and your prowess and uh, your stone-cold skills. <laughs> and uh, you know, it was it was it was pretty sweet to hear about. It. And then since then, of course, you know, I started reading uh, your articles on uh, Star City. And uh, you know, when you were writing about the bug lists, I was into it already. You know, that sort of thing. So it oh. was it was really awesome. Yeah, I've been reading for a while. <laughs> um. Well, yeah, that that was quite a while ago. The bug lists. Uh, lots happened since then. But yeah, it's um, you know, all the good feedback from Mike and everybody else has been great. Re- yeah, and I mean, it's it's. I'm sure it's it's not hurt you. You know, putting on putting yourself on the map, right? Like, I mean, people know who you are when you go to events now. Oh yeah, like uh, 
it's really common for my opponents to like say they've heard of me, comment on my articles and stuff, and yeah, it's 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 been good. Sweet. So, how did you get into magic in the first place? Like, this is always the story about you know the people that get there, but like, how did you start? Where did you where did you begin? Yeah, I've been I've been playing all my life. Like when I was five years old, this was you know when the game was was kind of new and like five. You know, Holy fuck. Yeah, and my mother comes home with two starter starter packs, fourth edition and Ice Age, and gives one to me and one to my brother. And so we just started playing, like, you know, on the floor of my room, like, right way back then. Kind of been playing ever since. Wow, that's insane. <laughs> so, so you've literally like seen it all. So, were you were you ever like a vintage player? Like how like. Were you consistently playing straight from five on? Is this, or have you been in and out of the game as per the the traditional story? I've pretty much seen every set, but like, you know, being into it varying varying degrees throughout my life. Um, I mean, I never really played tournaments when I was five, but I guess I really like when Invasion came out. That was like when I found a local store like I could play pretty much every week, and yeah, since then I've been playing nonstop. Wow. So how long then have you been, like, grinding on paper? Like, I mean, I'm just trying to understand, like, at what point in time did, you know, did the moto success, you know, kind of take you further? Or were, was there was there paper success before that? I played Paper Magic, you know, long, obviously long before I started online. Yeah. And I was really into it. And I, I actually kind of resisted, like, ever getting into Magic Online because... First of all, I didn't have money, and second of all, I just didn't think it'd be fun. Like, it was all about, you know, the cards for me. But when I went away to college, like, I didn't have a local store to play anymore, and I made it about, like, five or six months into college, like, without touching a Magic card, and I was like, couldn't take it anymore. Downloaded Magic Online, and just having access to all the, like, PTQs and major tournaments on there was, I guess, like, a turning point for me. Right. So once once you had uh the option to further the career online, that was that was where it that was when it happened. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. I mean it went from, you know, three PTQs per season to nineteen because <laughs> I would just I would just play every single one online. And that was like, you know, just unbelievably big difference. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So are you now, like, officially a full-time Magic player? This is all you do? Or are you in school as well? Or are you holding down a day job? Like, what are you doing? I have a part-time job, which it's it's really good because um, I, I have flexible hours. I'm, like, an assistant to a jeweler. So he, uh, you know, he's just, like, basically a really good boss. I can just be like, oh, hey, I'm, I'm going to San Francisco for two weeks. I'll see you when I get back. And he'll be like, all right, no problem. But then when I don't have, like, a lot of magic to play, I can I can work 20, 30 hours a week. Nice. So that's, like, it's been basically the perfect setup for me, and I want to keep that going as long as I can. Sweet. So I guess this year has sort of been, you know, like, like last year is when I remember hearing about, you know, Reader Rabbit, and, and I guess there was more focus uh, maybe from the mothership. Maybe, you know, it was just me paying closer attention. It's It's tough to tell. But the Moto name started to come more and more regularly. Like, KYT, like, when did you first hear of, like, Reader Rabbit? When did you start seeing the name pop up? Well, only very recently, right. to be honest. Yeah. yeah, last year I uh, qualified for the Magic Online Championships 
And I think that was like, they really started to promote Magic Online and especially this big tournament. Like, they increased the prize support in a huge way and like the coverage. Um, and they did like player profiles on all of us who had qualified. And I think that's kind of been like a trend for Wizards is like trying to promote Magic Online as like its own its own thing that's like, you know, prestigious and separate from Paper Magic. Yeah. And then so, and then since then, that's when, you know, you become the household name as it were. Uh, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> that's good. Okay. So this year, you were at uh, the finals. You, you earned player of the year, I guess, going into Worlds, right? Yeah, that's kind of like somewhat misleading title. I don't know if I'd call myself the player of the year. What it was was I won the player of the year tournament, which was um, basically just like all the other, you know, 11 mox tournaments, except it was you had to qualify for it by being on the Magic Online leaderboard, like having done, you know, this well over the course of the year. So I'm not number one on the Magic Online leaderboard, but I did win that little tournament. So that's that was how I got my spot. Gotcha. And that's how you got your spot into the into the, the world's final? Right, right. Yeah, okay. So talk to us a little bit about, you know, how crazy that is, right? Like, you get to go in. Let, were you – let me back up for a sec. Were you qualified for, you know, the Worlds tournament, um, like the paper tournament on your rating, or – uh, Well, it was, like, really a toss-up for a long time whether or not I was going to qualify. Like, I had 14 pro points, and you need 15, and I was, like, really close on the ratings cutoff. And then, uh, and there was like basically one tournament to go, Grand Prix Montreal. And I ended up in the top eight of that. So that was like, you know, huge for me. I got to go to Worlds. Um, and then it was shortly after that that I ended up winning the, the mocks and qualifying anyway. So you did play the Worlds main event? Yeah, it was, they, they set it up so that, uh, everybody gets to play both events. And there were like some of the, some of the guys from the mocks tournament, the Magic Online tournament. They killed it in, in Worlds. Like, two of us, two of the 12 of us. Yeah, went, it went, went like, really far, right? Yeah. And but the like, guy who won was a was a Magic Online player, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. So, obviously, that guy beat the no sleep thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, he pulled it <laughs> off. <laughs> okay. So, talk to me a little bit about your prep for the event, right? Because one of the things that I think really stood out when I was watching... Uh, and paying paying attention to the mocks coverage in particular was you know how your deck selection was really strong I think in my opinion right like I was looking at at the list that you were playing you know in each of the events and and I think you you did really well um, what brought you to those points like were you obviously the mocks like the Moto Championship and and the Worlds event are going to have two radically different metagames, right like we we see that every day. <laughs> playing the Magic Online Championship last year was was really big. I knew that it was like I wanted the ability to switch or tweak my deck in between the Worlds rounds and the Mox rounds. So my preparation was basically just like getting a, a big overview of the format, knowing what beat what and like what particular cards were important for beating, you know, whatever other deck. And the goal was basically to put myself in a position where I could use the world's round as like a practice and see what other people were doing and then perfect my deck, you know, in the 30 minutes in between worlds and the magic online championship. So I ended up working out perfectly. I played wolf run in worlds and over the course of the day, I was going looking to see what the other mox players were using. 
and it turned out like almost half of them were mono red. So all I did for the main event was I stuck with Wolf Run, but changed my sideboard to be like really comfortable against mono red. And then yeah, sure enough, five out of the twelve of us were mono red, and it, it worked out really well. Nice. So that's that's like doing your own scouting. That's that's pretty pretty ingenious. Yeah, and this tournament's like it takes you know creativity because it's so much different from every other event. Especially the fact that the world's rounds like preceded each day, and you gotta you gotta try to guess how like you know what decks do well in worlds, how that's gonna affect what people do in the box. Yeah. Uh, so like that. I'm gonna. I, I want to ask about you know the mox metagame versus you know the 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 paper metagame, and I mean granted in in that microcosm that you had there you know in San Francisco, um, it was really easy to predict it because you just you know you're able to watch people. But when you're like every day just grinding, like it, there's such a departure from the trends that appear on Moto as as there are you know the ones that appear on paper. Like how do you how do how do we account for that? Um, that's a good question. Basically, it's just the Magic Online works much faster. You know, like, there's there's no lag time. You know, you can literally look at the event that happened this morning and get a better idea of, like, what's what people are going to play, whereas in real life, all you have is one week to one week, and a lot can change in one week. I mean, there's the results of Magic Online and all these tournaments in different places, and then also just, like, people's mentalities, you know? Like, you don't know what they're going to come up with in their playtesting. They don't know what they're going to decide. Um, over the course of the week. So I guess it's the lag time that makes a big difference. Just like so many games are played on Magic Online and you can update your stuff instantaneously. So would you say that, you know, playing on Magic Online, aside from, you know, just from the metagame perspective, do you feel that that assists you in your paper play or do you feel that that almost like overthinks you out of your paper deck selections? Like in terms of a metagame analysis. I'm not usually the guy who's trying to play the metagame. Like, I always just go with, you know, my, my metagaming is, like, I know what decks I want to be comfortable against. But aside from that, I usually just pick, like, a overall powerful deck and don't really try to outguess people. Um, but you make a good point if I was the guy, like, oh, they're going to be unprepared for, like, Storm Combo next week. Then it would definitely be, like, a conflict trying to, trying to, uh, see what the magic online metagame is going to is going to mean for the real life metagame. Yeah. So modern was the the final. Yeah, modern final. Um so you you made a switch into uh into this this Jund rock deck that featured, you know, Bloodbraid Elves, Tarmogoyce, Liliana's and Dark Confidence and Punishing Fire. Um which very clearly was, you know, cuz and I think it was uh, you and I had had some side discussions on Facebook, I think you were expecting like either him to play like Big Zoo Storm or uh, or Jund itself, right? Yeah. So you talk to me about how you came to these, you know, the deck selection cards. Like obviously, you know, the matchup and the Zoo matchup. It's all about you know building the decks, all about Wild and Cattle, so and handling that. So like, talk to us a little bit about about how you came up with that. Again, it's t- way different than any other like preparation for uh, for any other event for a long tournament you got to be prepared to handle everything. And for a deck like Jun that doesn't really have the fastest clock, it's like, all right, I want to pack Maelstrom Pulse for, like, enchantments. I want to have plenty of discard if I come up against a combo deck. But none of that really mattered because I just thought he was going to play Zoo. So all I had to do was build a deck that was really good and really prepared for Zoo. 
So uh, I played kind of fewer discard spells than I might have otherwise. Uh, plenty of like the life bailoff and just enough answers to Knight of the Reliquary. Uh, I didn't I didn't even run Maelstrom Pulse, which has like come as a surprise to a lot of people I've talked to. But it would have been like a totally different ballgame if I had to prepare for like a you know six seven round event. Yeah. Okay, and it's it's funny actually because you know I there's a lot of those interactions that have come off as really strong and you know Jay and I have been talking about it and when I first mentioned the deck and you're both like you're telling me I get to cast Bloodbraid off into Liliana what the hell am I doing like if I'm not playing this deck I'm doing something wrong <laughs> <laughs> you know and I've got a uh, like the the team that that I'm running with um, up here we've we've sort of taken that on as as a team deck to start, you know, from that spot, you know, and then work forward and, and try to build it out. So it's, uh, it's, it's just, it's catching on, man. It's a lot of fun, a lot of fun to play that deck. Yeah. That was the first thing when I saw, um, worlds was going to be modern. I was like, all right, Liliana is it. Like I got to find a deck for Liliana. And I ended up not, I ended up just going with zoo for the main event, but like all that, you know, like I was saying, just getting a good overview of the format and like knowing what I could switch to for the finals was really helpful. And Liliana is is huge. <laughs> yeah, any that can support her. So, if you had like a modern GP, you know, tomorrow, like what what would you play? I'd play Big Zoo. Okay. Um, and it goes back to what I said about not trying to outguess the metagame. Just play, you know, the best cards in the format: Wild Nacatl, Knight of the Reliquary, Baneslayer Angel. And, uh, yeah, you draw those cards and you're in really good shape. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. So, uh, you guys are, um, before we get into, you know, current events, we're going to get into Jay's favorite subject. And we want to, uh, we're wondering if you brought any scumbag stories for us today. Boop, boop. Scumbag <laughs> stories. You get a lot of them on Magic Online. Oh, really? Oh. All kinds of characters. Everyone check out Moto Police for scumbag stories. <laughs> Did you guys hear that? Moto Police? That, yeah, that's a, that's Gerard Fabiano, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, who also is here birding the cast. Yeah, I made, I made the group Moto Police, so if you guys want to join, you, you pretty much take a screenshot of anybody who disconnects on you, talks trash, <laughs> your tickets or something. That's you know? a great idea. Yeah, and we got uh, almost 200 members, so <laughs> you guys can join. So is that like a Facebook group or a web page or what? Yes, a Facebook group, Moto Police. All right. Yeah. Nice. Going to look into that for sure. So I don't know how uh, trading on Magic Online works, but they have the classifieds page where you just put up like, uh, you know, I'm selling Liliana of the Veil for this many tickets or whatever. So pretty recently I put up a classified and uh, it pops up like, oh, hey, I'd love to buy your Liliana. Like, that'd be great. And but the thing with Magic Online is it automatically saves all your chat logs. <laughs> yeah. So right above this guy's comment, I see like a previous conversation that we had had from I don't know a year ago, <laughs> six months ago or something, and it's just him talking so much trash on me. It's like, it's like, what are you keeping me waiting for? Like, just go <laughs> die. Like you're gonna lose anyway, noob. Like all that. <laughs> and just my comments, it's like, you know, calm down. Like. There's no reason to get upset. He's just like, go die. Who is this? Believe it or not, it's uh, Rug Doctor. Oh, really? Yeah. That's insane. Which is funny. Like, I, I shouldn't talk trash on him because I don't know. Like, I can't even remember the exact situation. But, like, it was just so funny. Do you know what Rug Doctor is? Yeah, it's David Williams yeah. in real life, right? Yeah. 
Oh my god. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> but yeah, it was just so funny. Like what he's all polite responding my side, but you have the uh the past history chat log of like you know, just a brutal like argument. <laughs> oh my god, that's the best scumbag story of all time. Oh my god, that's so awesome. I love it. <laughs> so not a not a scumbag story, but if you guys want to hear another funny magic online thing. Love it. I log on and uh you know Gerard's on and we're talking about Innistrad draft, like what we like and stuff. I fire up a draft and sure enough, there he is, like right in my pod. And we get paired in the first round. <laughs> And uh, I play a Kessig Wolf, the 3-1 guy. Yeah. And on Gerard's turn, he plays, like, some crappy creature, some crappy white creature. And I go and attack. And he goes, would you have attacked into the 1-4 there? And I'm, like, thinking to myself, like, I don't really know what he means. It, you know, maybe he had another creature he could have. He could have. And I'm, like, yeah, what do you mean? And he goes, oh, I have Village Bellringer in my hand. If I had left mana open, would you have attacked? I'm just like, what's what's he? Why is he telling me that? Like he's just gonna leave me. <laughs> I, I just pause for, uh, or you know, I attack him, pass the turn, and he passes back with mana open. I still have the three-one wolf. And I'm, I'm sitting there for like, for like three, four minutes. I'm like, is he just like, you know, is he just joking around with me? Does he? Is he trying to make me not attack? I like pull up aim, ask my friends like. This is the situation. Do you think? Do you think he's like? <laughs> wow! And I'm just like, all right, I'm not gonna let him pull a fast one on me, and I just attack with my creature, and, he, and sure enough, he plays the bell ringer and kills him. Vaughn, <laughs> he like ends up beating me too. Oh, <laughs> what the fuck? So yeah, uh, I I guess he tells the truth most of the time. But uh, what do you think about that, Gerard? Should I listen to you next time? <laughs> yeah, man, you gotta listen. You know, he's on a match versus Kevin Jones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, uh, Gerard, I was watching Gerard play a match. It was like a side tournament, and he goes, "All right, before before we start the the game three here, do you want to just do an even split? Like it's kind of a bad matchup for me or whatever." The guy's like, "No, let's play it out." <laughs> and uh, the guy gets like all his stuff going. He's got a creature equipped with Sword of Feast and Famine. Plays a Consecrated Sphinx. Passes the turn. Gerard's just like totally owned, and he's like, "All right." Before I do anything, you want to do an even split? That's like, no way. Gerard's like, all right, Volition Ranger Sphinx. <laughs> oh, he's fine. You know, that's, uh, that's what a gentleman does, you know? He offers a split. He offers the way out. And then crushes you anyway. <laughs> so awesome. So so you guys are, are heading into the Invitational this weekend, right? That's That's what you guys are doing in town? Yeah. Nice. And you're both playing? Chief Fabs, you as well? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we're going down together with uh, Ben Longquist and Zach Hall. Nice. So you guys have been preparing for the event, obviously, Standard and Legacy. Um, are you guys sort of settled on uh, a deck together, or are you settled on individual decks? Like, this isn't going to release until Monday, and we live in fucking Canada, so you might as well share it with us. Yeah, I'm not being too secretive anyway. We, uh, I mean, we talked about it a lot together, but we ended up settling on different decks. So what are you rocking? Um, I'm going to play that same Wolf Run deck that I used in Worlds for Standard. And then in Legacy, I've got a Mono Black Homebrew. It's Pox. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, to be honest, this is like, I'm coming off a big win. The only thing that's like at stake for me is money. So I just like... I mean, that's I'll, the only thing at stake for you. 
Um, well, <laughs> it's only money. Fuck it. Yeah, but you just Fuck you it. just you just won like a fucking backpack full of money, right? Infinite like, monies. I I did my hard work for worlds, and now this is like vacation. Like I want to win, but I want to do it my way. You know, I'm just gonna play this this like deck <laughs> I've been working on, see how it goes. So, what's your sideboard slanted towards? Um, it's just a it's just a pretty good split. Like I don't I don't have more than two copies of any card on my sideboard. Um, I just want to access to a lot of different things. Uh, I guess illusions. I want to have a really good matchup against, and that's kind of like one that can be tough for Wolf Run if you don't prepare is, for it. How is that deck still around with everybody basically just being like, "Oh man, gut shot! Somebody figured that out, so I guess we'll just put it in every deck like dismember." Yeah, uh, I wouldn't. I just play don't it. understand. Like, are people still playing illusions? Like, yeah, people do. How? Like, don't don't they just get blown out by everything because everything just plays gut shot? Like, I just I really so. don't. But people don't love, understand. What the people fuck? love the one ones, you know. Yeah, like, <laughs> make any sense to me? That's fucked. Okay, so that's so that's what your uh, arc trails in your sideboard, obviously for illusions. I'm actually white green Wolfram. Oh, okay. I have gut shots, kindly reinforcements, Thrun, Dave Judgment, and four Viridian emissaries main deck, or is like, I guess the key card for that matchup. Yeah, because you get to trade and still ramp. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Seems good. Or you can just attack them. Like, they lose a lot of life with their Phyrexian mana. They don't have much defense. If you just go, like, you know, Emissary and then Zenith for an Emissary, like, that's that's quite a good clock against them. Hmm. All right. And uh, so you're, any other surprises other than Pox in your mono black Pox deck? <laughs> I made sure to play, like, Every every most annoying card in Legacy, like him to Torak, Sinkhole, Smallpox, got a Nether Void in there, the Abyss. <laughs> oh my god. So if you fire You're up the worst and person on the planet. With, with no permanence and no cards in their hand on like turn seven, you know I'm doing my job. <laughs> I won't win for another fourteen turns. But you're <laughs> yeah. fucking not doing shit until then. Yeah, kill them by activating curse scroll ten times. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> it's fucking just suck it. I I seriously I seriously cannot wait to watch that on coverage. Like whoever you get paired against, the rage quit in their eyes. I just I can't wait. That's gonna oh, be yeah. priceless. It's just it's deck spike deck you. It's so mad when they lose to it because the goal of the deck is to you know like empty both players' hands and get it to a situation where we're playing off the top. So basically, every game that I win, I it I appear to be getting really lucky, and you know, <laughs> right. oh my god! <laughs> the object of the game is to just make you have an aneurysm. <laughs> if you stroke before game three, I win. I mean, it's only money. So if you beat your wife, I win. Like, like fuck. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun, dude. I didn't know you were such a sick bastard. That's awesome. So, uh, so what about you, G Fabs? What are you running? I'm playing a blue, white, green deck for Type Two. It's pretty much blue white control. But uh, last week we went to a, a Type Two tournament, and uh, I played the deck. I tested it some, and I did fairly well with it. Uh, but I thought that I wanted to splash a color, and I thought Garrick was a really good card to splash. Um, the other thing is, is that it's actually the only like four drop Planeswalker. Because the problem with the blue-white deck is that there's no threat until turn five. Yeah, and yeah. Reed mentioned this to me, and I was like, yeah, you make a lot of sense. There's Elspeth and there's Gideon, but 
anybody could just tap out on, on on like turn three or turn four because there's no fear of me going like an Elspeth, like an original Elspeth, uh, because that was a four drop that was really powerful, or or a Jace. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So your control matchups were suffering. Yeah, not so much. It, it just pretty much brought a new uh, like element to the to the deck. Uh, so you know, I feel a lot of people won't really expect Garrick. They probably won't know what Green's for. We also have a Beast Within in the main deck, yeah, so yeah. Uh, you know that helps us answer things at an instant speed that Oblivion Ring can't. Like we do have Oblivion Ring, but also uh, Beast Within could answer. You know, a Nexus could uh, end a turn. I can make a three-three and start attacking, and then play a Snapcaster and do it again. Um, and then also there's Naturalize in the sideboard, and I think I'm probably even throwing a Throne in the sideboard. So it's pretty much blue-white just with. Uh, some green to mix it up. Nice. And then uh, Reed built me a blue-white control deck for, for Legacy. And uh, it's pretty good. It looks like Stoneforge, Force of Wills, uh, Jace. Uh, I want to play four Jace and four Wastelands just to, you know, I just want to play good cards. Reed, Reed mentioned this last week, and I agree with him. You don't want to play a deck with, like, Doom Traveler yeah. or, like, Belver Secrets because those cards aren't just really good cards on their own. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they require too much synergy to be supportive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and like he's saying with the Pox thing, if you're in a top deck war and you top deck a Doom Traveler, you're just like, what am I doing with myself, you know? I should just, you know, go to the vending machine and buy some Skittles. (laughs) Yet another victim. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens in the Invitational. You know, hopefully we do well. Hopefully I I get to play Reed in the the finals and then then I'll beat him and embarrass him in front of uh, all his fans, you know? Well, it's funny, too, because the finals are legacy, right? No, I think it's actually type two this time. Is it? Yeah, because oh. uh, in June the finals was legacy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, when when I do play Reed in the finals, I'm just gonna tell him exactly my hand. But I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna mix up one card. <laughs> one card, you don't, uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it around. So you just look at him in the face and you say, "Okay, shuffling up for game one," and you go, "At some point in this game, I'm going to lie to you once." <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I'm- playing with earplugs when I face him. <laughs> yes, you, you come across, like, you're, you're just... Do you play Moto the same way that you play in real life? Like, you... The Flores keeps saying that you're just this, you know, stone face, immutable, unreadable terror. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I try to as much as I can. Like, just, uh... I mean, I've gotten burned, like, too many times if you try to like, pick up pick up the speed of the game. Like, if your opponent's playing really fast, you try to play fast to match him. Uh, basically, my point is, you just got to play your own game, and, and my game, maybe partly because I play so much online, is just, like, every turn, untap, draw my card, and, like, think everything through really carefully, and then and then make my move, rather than, like, you know, try to go fast or, like, do things on the fly. Yeah. So the crisp and clean, precise plays are well thought out and, and methodical, and they, they're, yeah, that's guess, what's serving you. I guess Magic Online, like, the one thing it teaches you is, like, discipline. Like, every every mistake that you can make, like, every way you can lose, I've lost that way a million times. So just, you know, you learn your lesson. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good word for it, actually. That's, that's good. So while I'm pulling up a couple of the questions that our Twitter followers had for you, uh... G-Fabs, you got a scumbag story for us? You're probably full of them. you got to have some fucking scumbag stories here. Because it's the Mortal Police. <laughs> Seriously. Mortal Police! Wee! Wee! <laughs> Before we go any further, I want to know, how many Twitter followers do you guys have exactly? Do you guys know? Uh, yep. Hold on. 
Yeah, I can I can tell you. Does the show have, or do we have individually? Yeah, that's those are two different questions because we have the show account and then we have our own individual followers. Yes, yeah, 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 the show account. We we gotta promote the show. This is what this is what is you know. Sure, you guys may want more friends or something, but the show's more important, you know. Friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and then and then send uh send me the link on Facebook. I'll put it on my Facebook because then more people will follow you guys. You know. What's Facebook? Yo, last night I I came home and I was uh well actually I went to the casino. I was staying with, with uh, John Sani. Um, who's a, a former Magic player, really good. Um, and he, uh, I would go on Facebook, I'm reading all these things, it's like, oh, I had a winning session playing poker. I got the uh, awesome girlfriend. Oh, man, <laughs> like, just got a 25-cent raise. And I was just reading, I was just like, I don't care about any of this stuff. And I actually, for the first time ever, tried to deactivate my Facebook. But I couldn't even, I couldn't even figure out how to do it. I've been waiting, I've been trying to do that for a long time. I'm the same. It's yeah. the worst. Facebook's the worst. Yeah, like, do you ever see these people's Facebook statuses? Like, what are they doing with themselves? Yeah, it's like, it's like Gerard Fabiano is going to the gym. <laughs> yeah, right. it's, it's insane. And, and every time I put up a Facebook status, I, it always tries to be kind of beneficial for everyone or, you know, some question where, like, people are like, oh, wow, it's, like, cool to think about. But uh, I don't know, man. It's There should have some Facebook etiquette, I think. And, you know? Wow. Facebook yeah. police. <laughs> Dude, that's just terrible statuses, but it's all your friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mitch, it's, like it's terrible. It's terrible when Facebook makes you start questioning the validity of your relationships in life. You're like, oh my god, I'm friends with this person. All they ever post is pictures of their fucking dog. Like, oh my god. <laughs> uh, you yeah. know this guy, Adam Yurchek? Yep. Okay, yeah, yeah. I've never heard. So Adam came to stay at my house a couple weeks ago or whatever, and uh, I was like, yo, so do you, like, accept everybody on Facebook? Do you have, like, a lot of friends or whatever? And he's like, you know what? I accepted everybody on Facebook, but now he kind of wants to only have his friends on Facebook. So every time Facebook says it's, like, this person's birthday or that person's birthday, instead of him going to the wall to write happy birthday, he goes there and leaves them. He's just fucking wow. on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You should say happy birthday first. And then delete them. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, have, I, have, I have so many stories, but now I just put on a spot. I'm trying to think of like a scumbag story. I, I actually have like a like a uh, a recent poker story. If you guys want to hear that, yeah, sure. I'll answer your question real quick though. Eight hundred and eighty yeah. followers for a show account. How many? Eight hundred and eighty. That, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. We're Thanks. gonna get over a thousand by the end of the weekend though. That'd be Hopefully. sick. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's, that'll, that'll be like one of our goals. Okay. All right. So, so pretty much what happened is I go to the Sands Casino in Pennsylvania and I'm there and I am like, I'm going to play some, some one, two, no limit. So I'm playing and I'm under the gun and the dealer deals me a hand and it was a nine of clubs and a two of hearts. But by mistake, my two of hearts got like flipped over, but I'm going to fold the hand anyway. So I don't really care that. The two of hearts is revealed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> but I flip it face back down, and I go to slide my hand in. But I'm like, that's not fair to the rest of the table in case one person saw the two of hearts. Uh, everybody should see it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So then I re-flip it up, like face up, and I show the two of hearts. And I and I slide my hand to the dealer, and the dealer yells at me like instantly. She's like, you can't reveal your hand. Dealer, you know, it was an accident that I flipped over the two of hearts. And she's like, no, I saw you flip it over on purpose. 
and she did see me flip it over on purpose, but she didn't see prior to that when I accidentally flipped it over. Okay, right. And she's like, if you do it again, I'm calling the floor. And for wow. me, it's like a man about principle usually. And I'm just like trying to explain. And she's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right, call the floor now. So she calls the floor over it. And it actually felt like I was at a magic tournament when the judge comes over. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, the one guy drew an extra card or they're like, you said attack staff. And the other guy's like, no, I didn't. So the dealer instantly just jumps and tells her side of the story first, how most magic players do it as well. So like, oh, no, like he, I said, declare an attack. He said, okay. And then he tried to tap my creature. Um, and the, the lady listens to only that person and says, okay, you get a warning. And I'm just like, I couldn't even tell my side of the story. You know what I'm saying? So I got up from the table and I talked to the four person privately. And I talked to the other person and I explained my case. It's just, if, for example, I say, hey, Reed, did you, like, steal my Garrick, okay? And he's like, no, nah, man, like, I didn't steal your Garrick. And I'm like, no, I know you did steal my Garrick. Why would I first ask him if you stole my Garrick, if I'm not going to believe whatever he says? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I don't really know where this story's going, but a lot <laughs> of people out there don't believe other people when they should. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Good chance. Oh no, no, they, they apologized to me, you know. And then, and then I said, talk to the dealer and tell her life lessons, you know. And... <laughs> <laughs> it's just comical, you know. I don't know. I mean, whatever. But magic's good, good, uh, good game. That, that's all I gotta say. <laughs> Your story was so simple to to understand, and <laughs> she, because she didn't yeah. want to hear you. Yeah, I know. You know, it's this is the best story of, it, of all time. Really you said that like twice now, Jay. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I, I do have a couple questions for you guys, real quick, and uh, both of your opinions are extremely valuable. Uh, one of the major questions that we've got: uh, somebody asked, uh, "Have either one of you ever regretted a draft pick?" No, don't answer that. <laughs> well, Warrior, don't, don't, don't answer that. Don't answer that. Give us a good one. Okay, so uh, modern bannings. Uh, potentially are being announced on the 20th. Um, what uh, all factors considered, what do you guys see on the on the chopping block? If anything. You want to field that one? Okay, well, first of all, I never played a game of Modern because I was uh, I was away for the, uh, like the entire summer uh, when like PP Philly was testing for and people were playing Modern. Um, so I have no clue anything about Modern. But what I do know is that it's definitely a good uh, a good time to make a lot of money. If you can kind of predict what cards are going to be banned and what new decks are going to be good, this is a time that you can make thousands of dollars easy. Yep. So okay, dollars easily. Just you know, send me some moto tickets. So what money should? So where where do you feel we should be investing? I mean, Reed probably knows because he he, he played more money than me. <laughs> okay. Hey Reed, where should we be spending GFAB's money? <laughs> All right, well, here's one likely scenario that I see. Okay. If they ban Wild Nakato, then aggro is gonna suddenly de- like not only is aggro gonna be a lot worse, but also the aggro decks are gonna be a lot more vulnerable to punishing fire. So you'll see like you know bizarre like mid range and control decks, gifts ungiven and stuff like really taking over. Um, because yeah, if if Wild Nakato is banned, then Suddenly, everybody's already like prepared for this brutal aggro deck zoo, and if the aggro gets a lot worse, it's just going to make it really easy for for blue control and uh, maybe something like the Jun deck, like mid range with punishing fire. So, but you know they might ban 
uh, Grove of Broom Willows too, so that that would be a risky bet. I don't know. So do you okay? So if we're looking at Punishing Fire or Grove to get the ban, do you think they ban the fire or do you think they ban the Grove? Um, they would probably ban the Grove, just because in future if they ever make a card related to gain life, like even like that Kabu Predator card, where it's like whenever your opponent gains life, put a plus one plus one counter. Yeah. Yeah. So that makes sense. The uh, the Grove is just kind of it's it's more of like a unique ability and it's kind of more problematic. Whereas Punishing Fire is just a just a card. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's a land that you could like almost all if you have like multiple, you could all, like always like avoid like an extra paid or or stuff like or a certain whatever. Not an extra paid, but uh, yeah, I think you could do an extra paid too because the land. No. Yeah, because the, the land taps the, the tapping a land for mana is yeah it pr- puts the trigger. I think that's the only way around it. Yeah, well, yeah, whatever the case is. Yeah, so so I think they would keep punishing fire and ban the uh, the, the land. I agree with Reed. Okay, uh, is is Wellna Cattle a, a viable ban? Like, really, you, you think that's think that actually happened? It could happen. I don't know. I mean, it, it's like the trend so far has been that they really want to keep aggro as the best deck. Which is generally like it makes for a more fun format because just playing creatures and and burn and stuff like that's a strategy that while everybody's not going to be able to beat it, they're at least going to be able to like play a game of magic. Whereas yeah. just like turn three, turn four, storm combo, it's like you know if you're if you didn't come prepared, you just lose. Yeah. Well, I've I've always like it almost feels like Watsi's okay with um, Legacy being the blue format and. You know, it almost feels like they're okay with modern being, you know, the green or storm or or the green or storm format. You know, um, it's just it's really interesting. I'd be surprised if if they banned wild cattle personally, but uh, I don't know. Like like you said, it's just it seems like it's a, it's an interesting chain of events because it holds down a lot of um, it holds down a lot of aggro strategies. But I mean, it does make them okay too, right? Like yeah. wild cattle is one of those cards that you have to play around. Maybe it would be better if they unbanned something, like yeah. unbanned Jace or Ancestral Vision or maybe one of the Storm cards. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Okay, um, so Ben wants to say thank you for actually putting interest back in Modern. Ben's <laughs> one of the guys on my team. He says, uh, and that you better be in uh, GP Vancouver, which seems to be where we're all headed, so you guys better be there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the other one is, so how do you beat Blood Moon? with your Jun deck, or what moves would you see in Jun to beat Blood Moon? Well, that's another thing, that's another uh, product of the single-person metagame, is yeah. I just didn't think he would play Blood Moon, and so I didn't care about it. But basically, you can just play more basic lands. Like, you can make good, really good use of red mana, so if you just have kind of one forest, or and or one swamp, like, you can cast your spells still. So basically, just being careful, fetching out basics, maybe play an extra basic, than compared to what I did. Yeah. Um, and if you're going to plan on taking this into a longer game, then Maelstrom Pulse is definitely a, the card to play. Right, yeah, that's good. Okay. Um, you could even play something like Nature's Claim. Like, it, that, that card has other applications. Hmm. Okay. Sweet. Good. Yeah, those are the major ones. It's I, I'm really surprised to see um, how quickly you've people are making you out to be sort of the, the grandfather of the modern format. Um, oh, I'm sorry, I got one more. Here. Uh, Paul Camarata uh, wants to know, what's the best advice someone gave you as an up-and-coming pro? It's a good one. 
Hmm. That's something I have to think about. I got, uh, I got a good one while I read things. Yeah. 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 Um, I remember uh, when I was up and coming, uh, and I always would play with John Sani, it would, it would always be, and I think a lot of the pros would say, it's always just like try to play with better players. Um, and uh, personally for me, like try to play with players that you can like really trust. Just because lots of times people tend to uh, just like look online and they're like, oh, like, what should I play? What's this guy playing? And they're always concerned about what other people are playing, but not for the right reasons. They just kind of, when you're taking a math test and you could just get the answers, a lot of times people will try to just get the answers. But if you could actually like reason and figure out why they choose to play this card and like discuss the format, like that's why, and I mean, when I talked to Reed, I could tell that he really knows what's going on because he kind of thinks out, uh, outside the box I and mean, he kind of thinks like a contrarian, uh, which is good because so many people are just, I don't want to say like robots, but they're kind of like brainwashed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, uh, you got it. Even like in society, there's so many people that are like, Lady Gaga is a good singer. I love Lady Gaga. But you only like her most of the time because everybody else says that she's good and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's true. It's just like so many times people are just like the, the Occupy Wall Street people. You know, oh I saw God. a video. A guy took the police officer's hat off. Of course the police officer's going to hit him in the head with a nightclub, you know? Um, it's like go home and like your grass or paint your wall, or you know, just you know, and not just follow everybody. And it's the same thing in Magic, you know. Like uh, people play mono red, they're like, okay, I have to play mono red. I have to play these cards. Like why? Like maybe play mono red with expensive cards. Maybe play you know blue white black. Just just mix it up and and try to figure things out for yourself. That's that's important. But also play with people that you know that you think are good, but also that you know people that. For your friends and you trust because that's what magic's about, you know? And it's easier to take shit from those guys, too, when you need to. Yeah, you know? It's, you know, tell, tell, them, tell them you suck or whatever, you know? Yeah. 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 yeah, you're playing a terrible deck and you're making horrible decisions. Get your head out of your ass and play a real deck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sweet. Okay. Awesome. Well, there you go. Is Reed thinking of his answer? Oh, yeah. Um... <laughs> Well, I don't know if I can... <laughs> like just zoned right out. <laughs> like oh, a it's, uh, bit of wisdom, but most helpful thing has probably been from Gerard. He's just like, you know, I tend to, like, mope around and get down on myself. It's like, oh, I've never done well on a pro tour. Like, these guys are better than me. But he always just, like, has positive attitude and tells me, like, you know, you're you're as good as anybody else. You can beat them. So that's, that's like, a really important thing, just having confidence. Hmm. Okay. Believing in yourself and your own abilities? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Sweet. Well, it's it's funny actually because uh, I'm so surprised that uh, Gerard is known as a you know an upbeat guy. I mean, I would never have guessed in a million years that he's the type of guy to raise people up and make them laugh. I <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah beneath his uh, stony exterior, he's got a soft inside. Yeah, I, I certainly wouldn't uh, wouldn't for a second envision him doing any sort of stand up or anything. How's that going, by the way? I didn't do stand-up in a while. Um, my, my my last big venture was I was on the Truth Tour uh, promoting, like, the harmful effects of smoking to, like, all the teens across the country. Um, so, I mean, that was awesome. We got to live on a tour bus. We actually lived on Snoop Doggy Dog's uh, old tour bus. And, wow. Uh, yeah, well, those those couches must be pretty wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was just – it was a lot of fun. And then uh, – I made a commercial for Doritos. It's called Crash the Super Bowl. Uh, if you guys find me on Facebook, you can probably see it on my Facebook wall. Uh, you have to make a commercial for Doritos, and first place wins a million dollars. 
So, uh, fuck. million dollars. Yeah. So, I mean, like, and I mean, I apply for like everything, like Survivor, just. Oh my God. I really want you to be on. I really want you to be on Survivor. I swear to God. Oh my Lord. And, and, uh, you know, like whatever I do, I always try to, even if it seems like really tough or like almost impossible, it's just like, why not take a chance pretty much? Uh, and I remember Gabe Walls telling me this a while ago. He's like, you know, you only have to hit it big once. And, and he's kind of right. You know, you only have to, you know, get into one movie or make it on Survivor and win or, you know, hopefully just meet this one awesome girl and marry her. Uh, hit the lottery once. You know what I'm saying? So you might as well take all these chances because if it comes true, it's, it's, it's awesome, you know? Like if you win one Pro Tour, you know, you're like a magic legend pretty much. Unless yeah. you're like that one guy who won a Pro Tour and nobody ever heard of him before, you know? But you get my point, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. And that yeah. that's that's totally true. Yeah, you know what? I, I'm in sales, right? So it's the same sort of thing. Like, you can never win unless you try. Yeah, same sort of thing. That's sweet. So, uh, yeah, Jay, uh, Jay'd like to know who uh, Gabe Walls is. What never that? heard of him. Who's Gabe Walls, really? Jay, yeah, Jay's never heard of Gabe Walls. Who's this guy, Jay? Jay, come on, man. you got to brush up on your magic. Uh... <laughs> You're the guy who, who who copies the math questions. Uh, Gabe Walls, he, he was on the field. <laughs> uh, he he made I think one or two Pro Tour top eights. Yeah, he, he's he's a character to the game. He uh, yeah, now he's like a big time poker player. But he used to play a lot. Gabe Walls. I like recognize the name, but I really just have no idea like why I should. J- Jerry's right. mentioned Gabe Walls a couple times. Um, mm-hmm. I think uh, doesn't Gabe have like this enormous house or something or his parents do or something like that yeah gabe walls uh you know there's rumors that he has millions of dollars um but long story short yeah gabe actually had a house in indiana where all these people live and uh it was jerry thompson mike jacob neil reeves it uh, it was a bunch of people who would stay there or live there and i was driving from new jersey to california in 2006 and there was a Grand Prix in St. Louis. So Gabe Walls is like, why don't you stop over in Indiana? Then we'll all go to St. Louis together. I'm like, oh, that's an awesome idea, Gabe. You know, uh, like, awesome. So I get there, and it's a Monday night. And I'm like, yo, what's going on? And he's like, oh, not too much. We're just, you know, doing a moto draft or draft in real life, whatever. Hey, do you want some chicken? And Gabe had this chicken from the night before. It was like a football game. Everybody came over. And the chicken was just out there on the kitchen. And I was like, man, like. I am hungry, but this chicken has been outside for, like, <laughs> like 20 hours. Like, I don't want to eat it and get sick. So I'm like, nah, Gabe, it's okay. I'll go to, like, the McDonald's. So, you know, Tuesday comes, Wednesday comes, Thursday. And that was Friday, and we're all going to go to uh, the Grand Prix in St. Louis. And the house smells so bad. I'm just like, what is this smell? You know, what, what really, what was this smell? So I walk into the kitchen. And that same grilled chicken, that was like a, a silver tray grilled chicken, was still out there. I was like, <laughs> and the house smelled so bad. I was like, oh, my God, Gabe, like, this is the worst. This is terrible, you know. And I had to do something, all right, because the house was honestly a mess. One time I was on the computer playing Moto, and Mike Jacobs like, hey, man, you think I could go to sleep? And I'm like, what do you mean, like, do you think you could go to sleep? He's like, yeah, this is my room. Mike Jacobs' room was actually just under the computer desk. <laughs> It was just, what the fuck? Yeah, so like, Alright, I'm gonna make a difference. I really like Gabe, he's a good guy. I'm gonna go take this grilled chicken and throw it out in the garage. So I pick it up, it smells so bad, I'm walking because I know the garbage the big black garbage that's in the uh, the garage. 
And as I'm walking, I slip on the ground, and oh. I fall to the ground, and the chicken goes all over it. And I'm like, what the hell did I slip on? <laughs> oh, my and God. I look, I look, and it was water from the bathroom that overflew, and there was poop floating on top. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude, the house is insanely because it was like eight gamers who lived there. So obviously the house is gonna be a mess, you know. So like yeah. obviously it's gonna shit everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. So um, organized play stuff obviously you know is a big deal for you guys. Um, what are your plans for next year? Like in terms of major events and stuff, is it business as usual for you guys, or are you afraid to gamble? Um, not as a result of the organized play changes, but I'm just planning to travel more. Um, at least for the start of the year, probably go to all the American tournaments and then uh, see how that goes. Take it from there. Since you have buckets of money, <laughs> just yeah, infinite yeah. money in hand. <laughs> That's cool. Good. So uh, you'll make sure that Vancouver's on that stop, right? Yeah, I'll be there. Reed, yeah, sweet. Sick. Reed actually bought a Hummer. From a yeah, from a- those those cost about uh, $40 <laughs> if you hit the right alley down here. <laughs> oh, the vehicle with four rubbers. Wait, no, still. That's good. Hummer. So you're going to drive to Vancouver then? Um, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I don't know about that. I'm, I'm just kidding. Vancouver's like in the middle of fucking nowhere. Anyways, okay. And what about you, Gerard? What are you doing? I'm not too sure. Actually, I, I like lost uh, all my qualification. Like the last tournament I was qualified for was uh, Pro Tour Japan this year, yeah. and I, I didn't even go to it because of uh, the Truth Tour. And then I was qualified for Nationals. And I didn't go to that either, so I missed a bunch of events. Um, but luckily, I, I won a uh, uh, a PTQ last weekend for Hawaii. So. Oh, congrats! Yeah, thanks. Sweet. Yeah. I mean, that's what happens when you have, like, multiple Garricks. You tend to win uh, PPQs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, so I'll, I'll go to Hawaii, and maybe I'll go to Austin or Orlando. I'll see what happens in the Invitational this week and uh, just kind of play by air, you know? Yeah. Well, a, a nice influx of cash would certainly help your travel plans. Yeah, and it, yeah, it just depends. I mean, like, because back in the day, um, Magic was, was a lot different, and uh, a lot of people got upset with the new changes of – Walker points and stuff like that, but uh, you know, you just have to wait and see how it actually plays out because it might be a good thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it, again, just really quick, it goes back to like the brainwashed and the, the robot people. Like, everybody instantly like jumped on Facebook, they're like, I hate magic, I hate wizards. Somebody actually got banned from magic because he made a comment that he shouldn't have made about oh, yeah. a particular uh person who worked at wizards, and it's yeah. just, just I, you know, the person who got banned. I do like the kid. He's he's a good kid. He's a nice kid. Sure, he was joking, but it's just like everybody just jumps on and, and he they took sh- off the policeman's hat. Yeah, yeah, he took off the policeman's <laughs> hat. <laughs> fucking touched the policeman's hat, man. Dude, you gotta see this video. It's insane. I saw another video for like Occupy some <laughs> university, and the police officer was like, "Hey, guy, you have to here. You guys have five minutes to leave." Then it's like two hours later. The cops like, "Come on, guys, can you please leave?" <laughs> you guys, I'll give you guys another 20 minutes and then literally 5 hours later the guy has pepper spray in his hand he's like I'm going to pepper spray you once I count to 10 and he's on like 57 he's like 58 <laughs> <laughs> like look at this cop he's an animal you know <laughs> like the saddest cop of all time like come on come on 
Just fucking, just leave. Come on, this is this is ridiculous. I gotta tell you, I'm I'm more than a little ashamed of my country for you know one of it was it was some Canadian advertising or marketing agency or whatever that came up with this whole Occupy movement in the first place. What? So yeah, yeah, it's terrible. Hmm. It, it didn't first happen in Canada, but it was it was some agency here in Canada that was responsible for the whole the start of the whole movement, which is uh fucking terrible, and y'all should be shot. But yeah. you know, whatever. I love seeing celebrities down there protesting. Like, man, I only make like forty million dollars a year. <laughs> I really hate banks and oil companies more. Fuck them. And being jerks. Yeah. Oh, geez. <laughs> no, you know what? Just protests like this haven't worked since the 60s for a reason. That's all, you know? It's just frustrating. Yo, I got a good question for you guys, okay? Sure. Just real quick. All right, wait, so- wait, we asked the questions here. <laughs> this is not even a magic question. I was just thinking about this. Is there anything worse, all right? These are two <laughs> worst things I thought of. Food this box. isn't like the fuck, kill, like, Mary question. Would you right? rather? Would yeah. you rather question? <laughs> yeah. All right, listen. All right, so, olives with pits that you don't even know that the pits are in there. Like, they give you a salad, and they give you olives, and you bite the olive, and there's a pit. And you're just like, wow. That's the worst. Yeah, that's really bad. And what else is really bad is, like, the black licorice juju fruits. No. Those are the best, actually. Yeah, because you look at it, and you're like, this is probably grape, and grape's not too bad. And you bite it, and it's black licorice, which is just terrible. And then you're like, fucking mice. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what exactly was the question there? <laughs> By the way, like, uh, have you applied for Fear Factor now that it's back on? No. Oh my God. Uh, back there. Yeah, like, you have to go on that show and eat a deer penis. <laughs> I was supposed to do Amazing Race uh, because one of the girls from Truth, uh, she was on the real world. So I figured we would have, like, a decent shot since she was on the real world and I have a lot of pro points. <laughs> had had <laughs> yeah but uh we missed the deadline on that one so i'm i'm, I'm kind of banking on survivor awesome. man that would be so awesome if you get on survivor holy yeah. fuck we should occupy survivor until you're on yeah that'd, that'd be good and then i could promote i could promote your guys uh twitter account you know you got, definitely yeah. have i think i think they should uh they should picture art cuz you you get every single magic player in the world watching that if you oh, yeah, yeah. Just instantly a million viewers. Yeah. Because <laughs> most of them aren't watching it anyway. Except for Mike Flores. <laughs> I gotta unfollow Mike on Thursdays. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, Smitty on Sundays. Smitty on Sundays. Mike on Thursdays. No, it's, I'm just kidding. But uh, we actually love Mike. Uh, we, we just troll for love. Yep. Yeah, I only met Mike pretty recently. At that TCG player event, but he seems like a good guy. Yeah, we've had him on the show, and uh, he basically uh, got KYT started, so it's uh, it's pretty cool. All right. Yep. I got a question for Reed. Um, What's up? Reed, um, it seems like it's been said many times now how people say like you should get MTGO or get online to improve your play because it allows you to play many games. But then there are people that would say that the level of competition in, in the dailies and, and such aren't, you know, that high. So what would you say, what would you tell someone that really wants to improve 
outside of basically connecting with better players, that's, you know, an, an obvious step to take to learn from them. But in regards to MTGO, what's, what are your thoughts in, uh, in relation to, like, improving how, how much it's helped your game and how much it could help someone else's game? Just everybody who's serious about Magic should play Magic Online. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the level of competition is actually very high. Okay. Uh, you've, I mean, you've got, as I, as I just said, everybody who's serious about Magic is playing on Magic Online. So you can, you can get paired against LSV. You can get paired against everybody. All these like sick grinders from all over the world are uh, great. Like you know, I, I at the World Championships, I played against. I you know I, I go up to the pairings board and I, I see a name I don't recognize, so I go down and introduce myself to the guy. He's like, "Oh, you're Reader Rabbit, right? This is my name." <laughs> and it was uh, he was Babonace or something, but just this really sick grinder that I knew from online. And I was like, all right, like this is going to be the toughest match I've had all weekend. And <laughs> a lot of pros here. So, yeah, my point just being that there's the competition's actually quite good on Magic Online. You can learn a lot. And uh, as you said, just, you know, the ability to get so many games in. Mm-hmm. But you have to be playing then at the at those levels events though, right? Like like you can't just like just grinding in the the friggin two man queues isn't going to do it. Yeah, well, a lot of my preparation for Worlds was uh, gold queues, which are two mans, but they're higher entry fee, higher prizes. So you basically, like, you don't get people trying out their rogue decks. You get, like, serious players, basically. And that's that's pretty good competition, and your the deck lists aren't published if you want to stay secretive. So, yeah, I would recommend that. There's, like, you, you can find something. There's something for everybody on Magic Online at this point. Hmm. All right, that makes sense. Yeah. GFabs, do you play a lot? What was that? Uh, do you play on MTGO a lot yourself? Yeah, I mean, I can show you my, my bank statement. And, you know, <laughs> I can't believe it. But, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's really bad. I actually sometimes have to not sign a moto to dodge people because I owe so many moto tickets also. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Got to create a second account just to kind of, like, get in there? That's yeah. so funny. No, like, like, honestly, I... I because I talk to people and they're like, yeah, you know, this year I made like 3,000 moto tickets and like I cashed out 500 moto tickets each week. And yeah, sure, I won the PTQ, but for me to win this PTQ, I probably lost about about 600 moto tickets um, practicing this format. And, wow. uh, and at the end, I guess it's, you know, you, you know, you win a plane ticket to Hawaii, so it's kind of even. But then you have to, I don't know. I honestly don't know how people win on Moto. Because... You should play constructed. It's a lot easier to make money. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's probably a thing because all I do is draft, and then I draft, and then I sell my my rares to the bots, and they just eat. Like it's like it's it, it's insane how they rip you off. You know, it's like driving a new car off the lot. It's it's sick. Yeah, yeah. It's like, but okay. I'm gonna tell everybody a secret. I don't want to ruin it for the people who are doing it, but I don't care because it, you know, drive Fabiano for the people. And you... <laughs> <laughs> All right. I All want right. to be in the United States. Um, that's my, you know, one of my ultimate goals. What you should do is you should make the sets on Moto and then cash out. Because a Snapcaster on Moto is eight tickets, which essentially is like $7, okay? And a Snapcaster in real life is like $20. The same thing with Garrick and Liliana. You, you understand what I'm saying here? Yeah. Yeah. So you make a Moto set for like, say, 
200 tickets and you cash it out and sell it for real life cash for like $400 cash and you double your money and then you could, you know, be rich. Man, I want to be rich so bad. They just, there you go. That's the secret. Uh, yeah, I think my strategy sounds like is, a scam. Do you do that, Reed, or no? Did I give away your secret? No, no. Is I, it, I'm pretty careless with that stuff. But it's a good idea, right? Yeah, it's a great idea. Yeah, dude, let's do it. Hey, bleep that part out and we'll do it five way split. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the issue is is that you get you get screwed with uh, buy list prices these days, and I mean with the, with the way that the the magic economy is in the internet sales run, it's uh, like I mean even Star City recently just dropped a whole bunch of their pricing down to match uh, TCG, which is a big deal, right? Like they've tr- there's obviously enough market share that they're losing to facilitate that move. Yeah, well. And, I mean, if that drops, then the buy list prices are going to drop, too, which is only going to hurt, you know, the economy for turning that stuff around. Yeah, but, I mean, like, historically, Magic shouldn't have, like, like they shouldn't have $100 Jace, you know what I'm saying? It shouldn't be like you go to a Magic tournament and you borrow a deck, and if you lose that deck, it's like... You, you know, actually just committed larceny? Yeah, yes, you know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, uh, like a year ago or two years ago, yeah, no, about a year ago, Type 2 decks were, like, average over $1,000. Yeah, yeah. $50 Gideons and $100 Jaces. Yeah. Type 2 deck should be like 200 bucks. Legacy deck should be like 400 bucks, And like that's it. You <laughs> yeah, know that'll, that'll never happen again. A Legacy <laughs> deck at 400 bucks. I don't think Reed's Mono Black Pox deck is $400. Okay? <laughs> I don't know, man. I got a lot, a lot of revised swamps in there. Oh, really? <laughs> that's pretty cool, then. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, I just, you know, sinkholes and nether void and all that jazz. Like, yeah, I don't know. But, uh... Your first Invitational? No, I played one last year. Okay, yeah. Yeah. This is the first time I'm, first time in quite a while I'm going to a Star City tournament. I get a lot of people, I guess because, like you are saying, I'm kind of like a new name. I kind of get grouped in with all those other guys. Everybody, I'll meet somebody be like, oh, Reed Duke, you're my favorite, like... Favorite guy on the Star City circuit. <laughs> the circuit. This conception that I play every Star City event and just do horrible and never have a good finish. <laughs> in reality, Star I just City play the ones in the Northeast do horrible and never have a good finish. <laughs> yeah. I think we'd be top eight together that one event, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Austin. That was yeah. that was quite a while ago though. The one event that we both qualified for this for the invitational buy, we we made top eight together. Okay, so I was going to ask, because it sounds like Owen was saying much the same sort of thing. Like, the the, the the EV out of the Invitational itself is actually quite good if you could place, but, you know, it, all you need to do is basically, like, top eight an event to get to get that, right? Like, And not, not saying that that's, you know, any small feat, right? Because, like, people are grinding to try to do that all the time. But I think that there's, you're going to find that there's a lot of people that are in your boat uh, this weekend. That basically just went in and said, "Okay, well, I'm qualified for the Invitational. Great, I don't have to grind anymore, and I'll just go to the Invitational and make the big bucks." Yeah, for sure. It's it's definitely a great tournament. Yeah, but I guess the TCG was the same sort of idea, right? Because we saw a big influx of uh, of named players like yourself, obviously, uh, playing in that final event too. Yeah, I actually missed the um, the big what was it, 50k that TCG player had 75 75k. Yeah. yeah, I missed that big one. I, I just played one of the um, local ones in New York City, is yeah. what I was talking about earlier. Right. So, uh, Tarmogoyf, they're going to reprint that as a, since it's a modern staple? 
Do you think that's coming anytime soon or what? Oh, uh, no idea. <laughs> I really don't know. All right. Well, anything else that you guys want to add? Anything else? This interview seemed really entertaining. Yeah, to be honest, I had a know? good time. Yeah. And it's so funny because it's actually, like, I mean, it, it to us, it, it's, there's, there's a lot of gaps, you know, in, in the questions and stuff. It's just, it, it's just funny. Like, it's been a lot of fun. You guys are hilarious. Fuck. <laughs> but uh, more. Like, we just want more. Actually, <laughs> always more. More scumbag. Always, always more. Like, seriously. That, that's just it. Like, we, we do these things so regularly, and it's like, oh, it's only an hour? I feel so unsatisfied. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I want more. I just I want to talk forever. This uh, hearing from from you guys like in a forum like this is so good for all of our listeners that are like vicariously living through you guys, right? Like so much so many of us are are our parents that are at home with kids and are never going to be on the pro tour or miss the shot or, you know, and, and to hear all of these stories about you guys making it and being successful and what it's taking and you know, what you're doing and, and the fun that you're having, like these are all so valuable to the community uh, It in ways that I don't know if you guys will ever really appreciate until you get to, you know, our stage in life. Well, yeah, that's uh half very depressing, but half makes me feel <laughs> good. Thank you. <laughs> it's like, I feel really good about what I'm doing now. Sucks to be you, but hey. Right. Before you guys go, I want to tell you my favorite story, okay? So, uh, one of my favorite stories. So, so me, Antonio, and John Sani decided to go to Grand Prix Amsterdam in 2004 or 2003. It was a team event, and we're like, yo, like, we're definitely going to go. We're going to do well, and we're going to get extra pro points to make the end of the year payout or, or the Masters, whatever they had back then. So, we go there, and we make day two. And it's the morning before we're about to leave for day two. And I say, hey, Antonio, can I use your toothpaste? Because I didn't bring my toothpaste. And he's like, sure, Gerard. It's in my travel pouch. Unzip the travel pouch and get it out. So I'm like, okay. I go into the bathroom, but I see that the toothpaste is actually just out on the counter. So I'm like, okay, I don't have to go into his travel pouch. So I'm brushing my teeth, and I'm like, and I, as a person, it, it kind of tastes like Vaseline, you know? But it smells like Vaseline. It tastes like Vaseline. Oh, my God. And, you know, after a while, you know, I, I finished brushing my teeth and my mouth felt really weird. I was like, oh, man. So I, I go to the bathroom and Antonio goes in and he's like, Gerard, did you go into my uh, travel pouch? Because Antonio knew that I'm a messy guy, that no way I'm going to unzip it perfectly, put it back perfectly, it's toothpaste. And I'm like, no, Antonio, you actually left your toothpaste out on the counter. And Antonio was like, that's not my toothpaste. And I was like, really? And it turned out that it was John Sani's crotch rash pre-medicine. Oh, my God. <laughs> he put on his finger to apply it. He just applied it right from the tube, you know? <laughs> like, oh, man, like, take me to the hospital. Like, what do I do? And, and you know, I think like if you eat it is really bad, but Antonio just lied to me. He's like, "No, nah, man, you'll be okay." I wanted to play day two, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty insane. Oh god! It's like a teen movie. Oh my god! Yeah, and the thing is, is that it's the Magic tournaments. When you come out of a Magic tournament, you'll never really remember the Magic tournament where you know you didn't make day two or you, you know you lost playing for top eight or top 32 or whatever 
It's it's the ones that you know you either win or you just have a, a great time outside and, and you remember the stories, you know. Because lots of times, uh, well, one of my really good friends, Christian Calcano, he's he's a player who tends to tilt a lot. I don't know if your friends <laughs> with him on Facebook, but yeah, it's just like a like people actually can't handle. Like, you ever you ever see rounders that like most people can't handle the swings of Nolan and Holdem? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, people can't handle those swings of. Calcano's Facebook statuses. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. They're uh, they're very swinging. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I you know I love Calcano. He's such a good kid, and you know he'll tilt a lot, and he'll be upset, and I'll tell him, you know, you didn't make the two at this event, but you know, a year from now, your next tournament, two months from now, whatever the case is, you're not going to remember it. You know what I'm saying? It's just in the moment, whatever happens, a lot of people put overvalue to it. They're like, oh man, like. This one girl dumped me. That's it. Like blah blah blah. But in but you know two years from now, whatever, you, you'll look back and you'll just laugh about it. And it's the same thing with magic, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. It, it's interesting, you know, because we go to you know I go to the the large events when I can, um, and whenever I go, it's just it's always the fun times you remember with your friends. You know, it's yeah, that's right. It's it's all about. Uh, it's it's less about how well you did at the event, like you said, and it's more about, you know, the random shit that you see when you call people on Skype in the middle of the night. Like, that's what it's all about, you know? It's good shit. Yeah, at the Invitational, I think me and, Reed, uh, me and Reed's plan is just to have a lot of fun. Uh, maybe maybe I'll, I'll, I'll do a prank or something. I, I, actually, at the last Invitational, it was insane. So I go up to the judges' booth, and I steal the microphone. And I get on the microphone, and, and I go, Craig Wesco, please report to the judges' station to collect your Shivon Dragon. Craig Wesco, please collect your Shivon Dragon. And the, the judge, Ricky, is laughing, and he's like, who's saying that? Where's that coming from? Because he didn't know I took the microphone, and the speakers are all around that you actually can't tell. Yeah. And you see Wesco looking around for the judges' station because he wanted his Shivon Dragon. <laughs> oh, my oh, my God. God. <laughs> so, okay. so. What's the craziest prank that you've ever done to somebody? Because obviously you, you pulled them, right? So what's what's the most elaborate prank that you've ever set up for somebody? Oh my god! Okay, this is the best one ever, right? <laughs> so it's, uh, it's I think it's like Pro Tour Boston, like 2002. I think it was the uh, the, the Pro Tour where I top forward. Um, we all go out to eat for Denny's, okay? And it's like 15 of us, and me, this guy Jeff Magid, and two other people. We get there first. And we're like, a oh, table for 15. And it's just like a, like a random Denny's or whatever. And we come up with the idea to tell the waitress that I want you to come sing happy birthday to Gabe Walls. All right? But it's not really his birthday. But not only do you sing happy birthday to Gabe Walls, when you bring out the, the pie, instead of just giving him the pie, you pie him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And the waitress is like, you really want me to do it? And we're like, listen, we'll, we'll give you like a $100 tip. Just do it. And she's like, all right, I'll do it. So, we'll give you like a hundred dollar tip, <laughs> you know. And we, I, I think we only give her like twelve dollars, but whatever. <laughs> so uh, it's like the end of the meal, and uh, she comes with a bunch of other people. It's like happy birthday, and we're all singing. And Gabe Walls is like, ah ha ha, you guys got me. It's not really my birthday. So he just thought the prank was over. But then <laughs> two seconds later, the waitress pies him in the face. You don't understand. There was an old couple. That literally peed their pants. It was just the funniest <laughs> thing ever. Um, th- there's actually pictures on the internet uh, that you can actually find. It, it was just uh, it was something I'll just never forget. It, it, it was just the, the greatest moment of, uh, of, of pranking, you know? That's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah. 
And he took it. He took it well, or did he lose? Yeah, it? yeah. He took. It, he looked like the uh, the state puff marshmallow man. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, he took it well. I mean, because because Gabe just is a guy who just has a good heart, and uh, he's just, he's like a fun loving guy, you know. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, Reed, you're not on Twitter. No, I'm not on Twitter. Sorry. Is there a reason for that? Tell him a story about your ex-girlfriend. Oh, nice. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> all right. What happened was, all right, Reed's ex-girlfriend. All right. They originally, uh, she was like, hey, you're telling this story. <laughs> she was, she, she was like, hey, you know, do you want to share a Moto account? And Reed's like, you know what? That's kind of against the rules to share a Moto account. I'm not too sure, or whatever. So she ends up making her own Moto account. All right. It, it's 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 uh it's well, what was it? Reader. Reader Rabbits, all right? She put the S on it just to stick it to him, you know? And uh, long story short, they end up breaking up because Reed became a, a big-time magic pro, and honestly, she, she can't even cut it at Friday Night Magic. So uh, <laughs> what, what happened was, was that she, she hacked his Twitter account and he had to, you know, deactivate it. So it, it was a sad story for everybody. Wow. Yeah. That was it? Like, you didn't find, like, pets? Not that that's, you know, not bad, but, like, you didn't find pets missing... No like what, random what, animals on your front doorstep. What the girlfriend did instead of you know scratching up the car with the key, she went to all the planeswalkers that Reed had and scratched the planeswalkers. So uh, so you know Reed lost a decent amount of his collection too. That's right. Bring it up because cause Reed's kind of kind of embarrassed about it. Yeah, that's touchy. Back on there one day, but <laughs> a little while before that's uh, you know out of my mind. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, that story was made up. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, but, yeah, we only have 10% of our battery remaining. Oh, okay. Yeah. So in that case, then, uh, let's get you guys to give you some shout-outs. Well, my mom, she watches you guys every week. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Reed's mom? <laughs> You fucking rule, Reed's mom. <laughs> yeah. Mashed potatoes. <laughs> Go on. That's it? Just your mom? That's it? Just your mom? Yeah, it's not enough. Not well, for me. Which, which, which mom? Because, like, Megan apparently is, uh, she can't wait to hear the podcast because she says you're such a great guy. All right. Well, Megan, too, then. Nice. All right. MTGmom.com. Right. Megan Holland. Yep. All right. Uh, that's it? No one else? When is that going to be a triple X site? Yeah, gently. <laughs> um, <laughs> what about you, G-Fab? Shoutouts? Uh, no, no shoutouts this time. I'm just going to keep my shoutouts to myself. <laughs> yeah. You guys just oh, you fucking... hear that? You're, G- you're one of G-Fab's friends. You helped him get where he is today. Fuck you. Fuck you. You guys are playing in your own fucking sandbox over there, aren't you? Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, I feel if I give a shout out to anybody that these people are going to come looking for their moto tickets, I owe, you know? Like, I'm like, oh. <laughs> They're going to be like, yo, G-Fab's give you a shout out. Like, oh, that guy owes me moto tickets. Money. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to be at, uh, when's your next Star City Live gig? Oh, for SCG Live? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they released the, uh, the, the information, and we're supposed to not say anything about it. But um, you're in February in Indianapolis or something? Or Cincinnati? Oh, they, yeah. They, yeah, okay, they released it already. No. They email, they're like, don't tell anybody which ones we gave you. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, no, it's... no, I just, I'm just that good. Okay, yeah, it's like Cincinnati, I think there's Orlando. <laughs> there, uh, yeah, I think I'm doing four of them in the next uh, three months. So hopefully I'll, uh, I'll try to bring some new stuff for you guys and keep you guys entertained. Yeah, so your partner at Cincy is our boy, uh, Joey Pasco. Dude, Joe, Joey Pasco's the man. I like him. Yeah. I did it. I did it with him. Uh, like I think a month ago in uh, in Baltimore. He's cool. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was a good show. It was a good show you guys put on. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm. Uh, if if the world is perfect and all things go well, then there's a chance that uh, I may be asking to pull up a stretch of floor in your hotel room, there, buddy. So we'll see how it goes. It, maybe you could cuddle with Joey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. We, yeah. we could spill. Joey's sister. Or Joey's sisters. <laughs> Dude, Joey's sisters are hot. I saw a picture, and I was like, man, Joey's a big pimp. And then it's like Joey Pasco with Amy Pasco and Amanda Pasco or something, you know? Yeah. And then I realized it was the sisters. Yeah. He's so. quite touchy about it, actually. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you should really grind that in. Oh, man. If you can if you can somehow work that into an on-air reference. <laughs> Shit. Wait. Do you think if I give Joey Pasco a shout-out, I'll have a better chance or a worse chance with his sisters? Worse, but if you do it on Star City Games live coverage, <laughs> way, way better chance. Should like you know what you should do? Steal his so ask him to show you a picture of his sisters live on his iPhone, and then steal it and show it to the camera. That would fucking be awesome. So hilarious. What I was gonna do? I was gonna ask Joey to borrow his phone and then just get the girl get get his sister's phone numbers. You know? Oh, that'd be Ooh. funny too. And send the text messages like, "Hey." I got your Elspeth right here. If you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord! But yeah, so that that'll be cool. We always enjoy seeing you in front of the camera because you know you're always uh, always on and always entertaining. So it was uh, it's a pleasure to have both of you on tonight, Reed man. So congratulations! Like you did such a fantastic <laughs> job with the mocks, man, and uh, and it was it was awesome to have you on. It was really nice to put uh, you know to put a voice and a personality to the to the handle so that was that's pretty sweet pleasure yeah thanks for having me yeah you're reduking around life and his voice is going to be like not deep at all here like, what's going on <laughs> yeah it sounds really deep here all right guys here <laughs> 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 so uh you better recognize yeah yeah and g man is so so sick to uh to join us here man that's 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 good too it's, it's really nice to have you on as well all right, so I guess uh, so. My shout out to, to you guys for for joining us. Uh, shout out to everybody that uh, pitched in questions uh, for us for this episode. So that's uh, that's for you guys. Um, shout out to uh, MTG Brainstorm and shout out to my boys KYT and Jay and Joey, of course. And good luck to everybody that uh, has been on the show that is going to the Invitational and. Uh, Hopefully everything goes well with the coverage. I expect it uh, should be pretty good with Joey and Jacob at the helm. So looking forward to seeing those results. And truthfully, Reed, I'm really, really, really excited, I think, most of all, to watch your legacy deck on camera. That's. I hope I get some camera time. That'll be fun. Fucking going to make me pee. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to message Joey and just say, I can't tell you why, but whatever you do, you have to get Reed on camera. So I'll, I'll message him and see if he can help out. All right, thanks a lot. That'd be sick. All right, boys, what about you? Who's it going to be for the Invitational? Joey and... Joey uh... and Jacob, Van Lunen. Van mm, okay. <laughs> Don't sound so impressed. No, no, no. no <laughs> then, then just confirm that by going, no, no, I'm not. I'm no, not. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs>
thanks to uh, Reed and GFAB. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we're going to shout out our boy, John Medina, who's uh, qualified for the Invitational after his top oh, eight. Oh, yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully he doesn't. Shout outs. <laughs> Just send me the link on Facebook so I can watch the uh, interview again, okay? <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. See you guys. All right, guys. Thanks. Good night. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> That's the first time anyone's ever walked off our show. That's, fucking show. That's so amazing. Like, I don't have time for this shit. I don't have time for yeah. this. <laughs> Fuck it out of here. I gotta dodge the usurper's knives. Fuck. Oh, they were yeah, awesome. Place... Oh. They were awesome. Um, so anyway, shouts to Medina, and uh, was looking to play Grixis and Standard, and I don't know what he's thinking about in Legacy. But he can play whatever he wants because he owns, like, all of Legacy. Yeah. But uh, we'll be excited to see how he does, and uh, I don't know who else we know that's playing in the Invitational. Well, always good well, luck Owen. to Owen's play. Yeah. And always good luck to Jerry, of course. Um, and I think that's that's my shout-outs for, for this week. Okay. Jay. <laughs> uh, gotta give a shout-out to... You should give that shout-out. The shout out to the guys that came on today. They were interesting. <laughs> shout out to Owen, who's like by far my favorite guest of all time. Uh, uh, what else? Shout out to um, Big Tits. I love Big Tits. <laughs> shout out. What, who else I got to give shout outs to? Fucking. Fucking somebody, probably. I don't know. I gotta give a shout out to, um, oh, Chris Lansdale, who's gonna try to make it to fucking. What? He's gonna try to make it to, to GP Vancouver. So I have to give a shout out to him, and I really hope that, that he makes it, no matter what. Uh, I'm shout out this guy randomly. I don't know, because he's a fucking chump, and we just, <laughs> we don't, we don't want him to kill himself. And then what would Linda do? Is her name Linda? It is Linda. Holy. <laughs> Never heard of her. Uh, shout out to also uh, M- Meta Nightmare, Zach. Zach, uh, we haven't had on the show or talked to really in a long time. Or shout out to him. And he's still pretty funny. Um, yeah, that's about it. You know what I'm saying? We, sh- we should have him on again. He did like. Oh, I have to give a big shout out to Drew Levin also. A yep. special shout out. <laughs> A special today only shout out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and a shout out to Nina, who stopped talking about fucking planeswalker points. Thank <laughs> God. Fuck, man. <laughs> fuck. Fuck shit ass. Well, fuck. probably made her famous, Jay. Me and you. And Good. Did. I'm glad that she's famous <laughs> and shit. But fuck Nina. I don't give a shit that you made 3,000 points every weekend and that you're somehow still not good enough. God damn it. God damn it. Just fucking talking about normal shit. Ha! Ah. Shout out to Nina. Who also Nina's afraid of flying or something? So she's not gonna come she's not gonna come to GP because she doesn't she can't get on the plane without Leon some shit. That some sucks. Shit. I'm sad about that. Come on. Come on. Come on. We're gonna have our TCG player reunion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on. So get, get fucking get, GP get, get, GP Vancouver, baby, it's going down. Yeah. Big shout out. You gotta come to fucking GP Vancouver. Shout out to whoever put it on the west goddamn coast. 
Just come to fucking GP Vancouver. Everybody's going to be there. It's going to be a crazy party. You can put your weed in it. <laughs> put your weed in there. <laughs> so uh looks like the wives are coming. Yeah. And uh, we're going to be in town you, for you we're gonna be in town for a while. Wives coming too. Is you just fucking leave them? You just go away. <laughs> yeah. They you know what? They can go shopping for the day. We can yeah. go play cards and we can yeah. all come back, have dinner and then fucking get shittered. Just fucking shit-faced. <laughs> Did Jesse yeah. mention if you he was going to go? I didn't even fucking his... ask him. I totally should. It's it's on his side of the coast. And so. Durfington. And Durfington. And Durfington. <laughs> he's a whiny bitch. He's like, oh, it's too far. Yeah, like, like you got to take a horse and buggy, Dave, you <laughs> fucking asshole. Oh, man. You don't even have to buy a plane ticket. This guy, this guy's like three and a half feet tall. Like, just put him in one of like somebody's hockey bag. Probably, <laughs> he'll be like that Ming guy from Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Fold him up into a uh, in, yeah, into yeah. the box and just ship him there. Just put some oxygen in a hockey bag. Done. <laughs> hockey bag. <laughs> That's terrible. Oh God. That's it. Just yeah. shout out to big old jiggly titties. Take old bitties. Extra shout out to our editor Kyle, who's had to put a lot of work in the past two weeks, and hopefully yeah. he can make it out to Vancouver as well. Apparently so he, he's apparently he can't. He says it's oh, too far. Yeah. Well, I think the issue is if he comes, he's got to bring the brood, and I don't think oh, yeah. I don't think he can afford like nine plane tickets to Vancouver. <laughs> Stop making babies, Kyle. <laughs> put a fucking bag on it, bro. You're not. You're no Mel Gibson. <laughs> oh, I remember our talk, Jay. When you, uh, when we did, Cassie told him not to bring the family to events. Yeah. <laughs> How do you do better at magic events? You don't bring your goddamn kids. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you want them to do better, you bring them. But if you want to do better, you don't. Yes. Yeah. No, it's uh, it it's gonna be a pretty exciting event. So Jason Ness is running it. Uh, it, it, it sounds like it's the only place in Vancouver to run it is like the Vancouver Convention Center or something, which apparently is expensive as all fuck to run a, an event in, but, uh, it's the only place to be and that's where it's going to be. Uh, so that's pretty cool. And Jason himself has no idea what the format is yet, folks. So if the TO doesn't know, uh, there's no way that anyone else is going to know. So apparently he's, he's saying that basically we all find out at the same time. So as soon as we find out online is when it'll be out there. Okay. Yeah. I'm guessing it's going to be limited. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you in the face. There's no way it's going to be limited. Fuck, we got in screwed face. in Toronto. Fuck you in the face, he says. Got, it was that in Toronto. I was disappointed. I was disappointed. You know what? Fuck it. In Montreal. If it's, am... sealed, if it's sealed, I won't even complain. That's how happy I am about goddamn GP fucking Vancouver. <laughs> if it's I... modern, if it's fucking modern. Modern. <laughs> Dude. I uh, will fucking, I will just, I will shit and have it overflow, and I will push G-Fabs <laughs> right through that shit like a mop. I, I'm actually really hoping that it is modern. I, I'm so excited. It fucking better not be, goddammit, shit. Jay, we'll do, a, we'll do a ritual. We'll play test the night before somewhere <laughs> with Nina's yeah, deck. With, with Nina's decks, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. That's rude, KYT. You're very rude. You're very I'm rude. sorry. Yeah, I'm it's sorry. it's. I'm pretty excited, and I mean, when we're there, we're totally gonna have to go skiing for a day at Whistler. Like, we Ooh, just I have to do know. that. Maybe. I mean, you don't know. It's the middle of the fucking fit. summer. Pretty you can good. go up and you can get onto the mountain and you can ski and then come down and peel off and jump into a swimming pool. 
<laughs> That's <laughs> fucking awesome. <laughs> Eat my ass. You sound like an old person. <laughs> Get off my lawn! Yeah. <laughs>